0: Welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, Pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I'm going to be talking about the dev update. We've got some Q&A for Arena and some more interesting things that are coming up around the Sea of Thieves world. Plus, I'm finishing off the interview with Aaron, this episode, all that and more on this week's episode of Keelhauled Podcast. <laughs> First up on today's docket, let's talk about the weekly dev update that we got this week. It's kind of interesting at the start Joe definitely kind of reiterates why they made the capstan changes uh, and how how it kind of affects the flow of combat. They stress that it felt a lot more like luck when they were when capstans were getting knocked down as opposed to something that was more tactical. And they feel like they're seeing a better flow of combat in arena where I guess this is really the biggest focus is they want to make sure that arena feels fun and natural and that it's not so kind of stop start because it's true once you get an anchor down on a ship it really does kill just the momentum that that ship has and ship to ship combat is probably one of my favorite things. But I also like winning as well, too. And if a ship can't turn, then I feel better. And it's it's hard to know because um, usually when you are fighting another ship, there's two, two types of uh, ways that you can kind of go about it. You can kind of, uh, and, and I'm speaking specifically in regards to firing cannons at it. Uh, typically, a couple shots up towards the top deck will help kind of keep the pirates off of their cannons, preventing them from being able to fire on you. And those hits don't typically do too much to sink their ship but hopefully if you have a couple people on cannons then one person can focus on top deck one person can focus on bottom deck so that way you're drawing their focus on being able to attack you while sinking their ship at the same go. Having the capstan knocked down can definitely help give them an incentive to focus on the capstan but more or less uh, people generally let it go to try and make sure that the ship is actually uh, moving, I think the the big thing is is this kind of gives uh, pirates who prefer to board a lot more of an opportunity to be proactive and impact a a, a fight in the arena or just out in general. Uh, being able to get aboard and drop that anchor to to make it a fully tactical decision as opposed to just kind of happening out in the world. Um, I I still don't think that taking the mechanic out. Is what I would have preferred, but that's because I feel like we could have we could have experimented a little bit more with what works and what doesn't work. And instead of uh, instead of it taking just one hit to knock it down, maybe increasing the number of hits. Um, stuff I've talked about in the past. It's it's nothing. It's nothing too major, but it, it was such a cool thing that that came to the game, and I, I kind of wish it had stayed a little bit longer. I feel like we, we maybe could have lived with it. ...for a few more months before uh, nixing it in the in the bud. Um, some of the other things that they did talk about... Uh, ...were just things that they want to add to the arena... ...in kind of balancing things as far as... ...Cursed Cannonballs was one of the things mentioned. I imagine at some point... Um, they will probably start looking at adding other things, maybe uh, world threats, uh, as far as like krakens and megs and things like that. Uh, skeleton ships, things, things to kind of like add a, li- a little more spice to the uh, to the fights. And I-, I I don't know who mentioned it first in the Discord. Uh, I know People's Republic mentioned it, but Evil Monkey says that he mentioned it as well. And they they suggested adding rowboats for the ships. Uh, and, and this was something that I actually, once once it came out in the open, it really made me question why this isn't in the game already. Why, why don't we have rowboats in Arena? It seems like an easy thing to add, and if everyone has one, then it affords you the opportunity to really have some fun. You have one person going off with a a rowboat to try and dig up a bunch of chests, and if they manage to survive staying alive on an island, digging up a bunch of chests, and then taking those to a turn-in point, that frees up the rest of the the ship uh, and crew to be able to take out other pirates and to go hunting. Um, kind of giving you a bit of, bit of a split duty on there, and, and giving there a little giving someone on an island a little more agency. If say like they don't get all the chests and they they spawn on a different island, then at least they can take what they have instead of trying to hide it. Uh, That being said, I I do really appreciate the pirates that can manage to uh, stay alive on an island, dig up a bunch of chests, and then hide them. And force the other crew to go to islands uh, to get those chests. Although it does kind of slow down kind of the fun of the combat because you get the crews that just go out there and start hunting uh, chests instead of trying to engage with other pirates in the arena. And I still feel like the arena is one of those situations where you're you're purposely going in to have a good fight and to, to win in the best way to win is to to sink the other ships whilst getting uh treasure at the same time instead of just winning purely based off of uh being really really good at digging up chests and running away um i feel like the whole point of arena is to have some good engagements as well uh i know that's contrary to, to what some people's playstyles are but that's just kind of how I feel about it. Uh, I feel like that the, the arena is really fun when you get a chance to have those good fights. Uh, it's never fun when you lose, but at the same time, you know, if you if you lose an arena, then the crew that, that beat you uh, could possibly teach you on how to be a better sailor or uh, fighter. And sometimes it comes down to other factors that are just beyond your control. And it's it's hard to really, you know, judge things based off of, uh, you know, not not understanding all the variables. Some of the really cool stuff that has me excited is stuff that Joe talked about with the developer update in regards to more content coming in the game. Now, full disclosure, I've been taking my dear sweet time with Anniversary Update. I have not really been pushing myself to do a whole lot in regards to um, like all the tall tales and the hunter's call and the arena. I've really been taking my time with that stuff because I I figure this is going to be something that I want to enjoy for a a good while until we because at at this point we really don't know when the next update is coming as far as major content we know that there are some hints uh, with some recent things that have come to the game and that those those little teases on n13 might be indicative of new tall tales coming to the game or at least some big story beats uh, for the lore now Part of me thinks that that's the case because of the, the leaked comic that we got uh, a couple weeks ago that has since disappeared. And it, it feels like some of that stuff is already ready to go and we're just waiting to find out what's going to happen with that. Um, and then we have started to see some stuff pop up around the worlds and... Because we don't know necessarily when we're going to get the next uh, major kind of story release as far as like new tall tales or uh, a, a new plot or a new threat in the world, um, it's, it's something that I want to take my time with, uh, with the stuff that we do have. You know, we have to we have to complete it multiple times and I want to space that out. I want to enjoy it. So uh, while that's happening. Joe talked about how in mid-January we're supposed to be getting something that is akin to the mercenary missions. Now I I don't know necessarily what that means because a mercenary mission to me is pretty straightforward it's a take on the gilded voyages that we got during uh december and during the uh the the, with the gilded athenas and the mercenary missions just forced us to do regular voyages with the reapers mark up so i i would be interested to see like what they mean by having something that's like a mercenary mission but slightly different uh i I don't know what you could really change on that aspect of it but i'm looking forward to seeing kind of what's different like are we still going to have to have the reapers markup because that's kind of where the fun came from with those quests was you're constantly on on your guard with uh with the reapers markup and and sometimes it worked out some people just wanted to get it done they didn't necessarily want to fight and then some people really wanted to fight and that was a lot of fun too uh i definitely remember having crews that you know when we were on a galleon over at wonders refuge we would just have sloops coming nonstop to try and sink us and it, it was it was a lot of fun to try and defend against that and try to get as much gold as you could and coupled with the the double xp weekend i i could definitely see some more reapers mark missions some more mercenary missions coming out and i can imagine if that's the case we're most likely going to get some more cosmetics with it. Uh, it seems it'll it'll probably be smaller stuff. If it's like anything like the mercenary missions were uh, back at the beginning of the year, I would expect that we would probably see some new cosmetics, um, and that Duke the Dark Lord will probably have more information about that when we when we start actually getting to see that stuff. Um, if you want to test it out, they they said that they were going to be. Uh, testing that with the insiders so you can always sign up for the insiders and start doing some of the testing when that goes live to uh, to be able to help kind of test those those new that new content out and uh, just be fair warned spoil it for yourself you'll you'll probably be spoiled and none of that. None of that progress will actually transfer over, but if you play long enough and start working on it, you can still earn those rewards for the insiders, uh, cosmetics, as well as uh, doubloons and gold. Uh, So spending some time in there definitely kind of, they, they they do kind of reward you in a way for the stuff that you do in there. But you just can't talk about it, and you, you should definitely want to try and go in there with the mindset that you want to help make sure that that, that that content uh comes out free of uh any kind of major bugs. And yeah, that's that's as far as we know at this point. We are at the absolute like low point for exciting stuff that is happening in game right now. Everything we have is as old as it's probably going to get until we get new content up. So hopefully you haven't burnt through too much of it and you're sitting around waiting. Uh, if you are, I mean, pfft, there's a, a ton of games out right now. And a lot of people have uh, thanked, the, well, not necessarily thanked me, but they, they said that they enjoyed some of the E3 commentary that I did Um the last couple episodes both with Aaron and and the E3 episode itself so I I definitely appreciate your guys's feedback on that that meant a lot to me um so I will probably research uh, a little bit more about what I want to do in the future possibly creating a completely separate podcast uh just for general game news and what I think is is going to be interesting or fun or a whole bunch of different stuff um, in the meantime, though, I the the best thing I can recommend is try and grind out some of those uh, last few journals that you gotta find. Uh, you can always go to RareThief.com. Uh, he they they have a I think oh, I can't remember who did it, um, but they have a great guide for where all of the journals are. And as Andy has stated, Andy Preston on the See Thieves Weekly stream that it is not uh, cheating. It is a uh, a, a really good. Um, uh, oh, dang, I just forgot what it was. I clipped it even. It's a. Uh, uh, gosh, I, I can't remember what it was, but he, he made a. Uh, I, I hate that I forget this. He made a really good joke about how it was. Uh, you know, what? I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Hold on. Jetwagon
1: on Mixer is asking, saying, Is it cheating to use my unofficial CV's companion app on my phone to
0: help figure these out? Uh, no, I'd say that's uh, social co op. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the current. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and before I forget, I did want to mention that uh, the weekly stream, Shelley did... In fact, confirm that the hunters' call was going to have a huge buff to all the turn-ins, the gold, like their their the reputation. They're basically going to do what they did for the cargo stuff, and they're going to make sure that that the uh, that the hunters' call rep turn-ins and gold rewards are actually pretty. Pretty nice. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how this works out. This is something that I know a lot of people have uh, had grievances with as far as like how much gold and reputation you get for like monster turn ins as opposed to like Ruby Splashtails. And I can totally understand it makes a lot of sense that you should get rewarded properly for the amount of effort put in. It's a lot harder to take out a Kraken or a Megalodon solo as opposed to sitting next to the dock at a sea post and fishing up a bunch of uh, common fish. So it, it's something that I think everyone will really appreciate. So maybe not grind until that comes out, but at the moment we don't really know when that's gonna happen um so keep keep your eyes out i will definitely be talking about that change when that does come out and i i would imagine that it would be probably around mid july uh when we get our next update which by the way i can't reiterate how how much i'm looking forward to i have Felt that the the content that I've been doing has been great, and I still really love it. But I, I always love when we get new stuff. So the 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 selfish guy in me really just wants to to be able to try out different stuff and see some some excitement, some fervor around the game uh, every time there's more stuff coming out and this is kind of what Rare's working towards as well too right i mean this is this is actually kind of what they want they want to make sure that there's stuff going on all the time so that people are are being able to enjoy themselves and have something new and interesting to do uh while it's not like completely destroying the the, the morale and the the work-life uh balance for the team as well finding that that good cadence of content and uh i i don't know with the with the mercenary missions, I felt like those were good enough that I enjoyed that they wanted to um, have something that is easy to put in, that had small rewards and was worth it to do, and brought a lot of a uh, uh, kind of interesting fighting to to adventure. Because right now it has pretty pretty much calmed down, uh, with with a few exceptions out there. I know like a bunch of pirates are still going out and and kind of fighting in the seas. Uh, I still I still run into it a lot and enjoy it um especially when i've i know that it's something that will be a fun fight to have and the, with the reaper's marked missions i think that we could definitely kind of vary that up a little bit there's a lot that we could do we still haven't done any in the roar like i'm i'm looking forward to when we start doing oh wait did we no no i don't think we did anything in the roar i don't remember if we did we might have on that last one with the the shipwreck bay god man i hate my memory sometimes it's such a pain in the butt but regardless i'm looking forward to whatever comes and i think that's going to do it for this part let's go on all right pirates next up on today's docket i want to ask you are you ready to buy more stuff for sea of thieves not in game of course but outside the game are you ready Because I'm ready. And I found out, thanks to tri Monkey who posted in a secret Discord that I can't talk about, even though I'm mentioning it, I'll probably get kicked out. But thanks to him, he actually mentioned that Loot Crate, you're probably familiar with Loot Crate, and no, this isn't an ad because I'm not sponsored by them, but I know who is. They are having a July theme called BAMF, and I'm not going to explain that because this is a PG show. But they're BAMF-themed bamf themed loot gaming crate that is coming out in july now this is specifically the loot gaming one not the standard one but the actual loot gaming one it's a little bit more pricey than the standard loot gaming one or loot crate one but uh the loot gaming crate for july is going to have an exclusive collectible on sea of thieves now they've given kind of like a who's that pokemon kind of screenshot for that and the best we can tell is it looks like a kraken wrapping a skeleton ship, a galleon. And I can't wait to check and see what this thing is. Uh, you can order anytime now up until July 27th. July 27th is the cutoff date to order the loot gaming crate for July, the Banff one. And if you want to save 10%, there's an easy way to do it. Captain J is uh, a, uh he's actually an affiliate he's a sponsor from them he has a promo code and the promo code for that is just all all together no spaces the crow's nest the crow's nest so go to the the link for loot crate and uh, check out the loot gaming crate you'll see bamf you can order that one you can sign up for one month and cancel after that month. So you don't get uh, get more than one if you don't want it. But that promo code will take off 10% of that. Now as far as I know this is in the US. I don't know if this is international. If it's not I'm very very sorry for all of my friends out in the UK. As well as the rest of EU and Australia. Canada I guess. You, you guys know who you are Canada. I, I, I love a couple of you. Uh, the, the rest though, I don't know. I got to keep my eye on you. But uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I, I can't wait. Um, there's so, so much stuff that I, I need to, to spend money on between now and September that I keep questioning like how I'm going to do it and every time i question i just think oh well, i'll just have to work some more ot at work because that's, that's going to be the only way i can really do this so i'm looking forward to it um i i hope it's exciting i hope it's good you know we got the uh, we got the the gold ho- or no what do we get it was the Flame Heart one yeah the Flame Heart one came in uh one of the past crates that i missed out on so I, I still don't have captain flameheart figure or the uh the black one that was available last year oh when were they i think they were doing that at new york comic-con or at gamescom i can't quite remember when they were doing that one but i missed out on both of those no maybe it was e3 i think it might have been e3 2018. God, that stuff just blends together. A year's gone by; it just it all blends together. But anyway, lootcratecom loot slash crates slash gaming Go use the promo code the Crow's Nest get ten percent off. Save some money. Get the get the the Banff Crate for July, and we'll we'll have more Sea of Thieves swag to uh to put up on our shelves because uh we it's not like we don't have enough nerd propellant and uh and and are, are doing an amazing job making anywhere from shroud breakers to cursed cannonballs to crates uh to to chests to weapons God, they're, just, they're making so much awesome stuff but yeah anyway moving on <laughs> All right, so things are already kind of going pretty long right now. Uh, The interview plus what I've been talking about, we're already looking close to at least 40 to 50 minutes. So I'm going to try and shotgun a few of the different things that I wanted to cover in this episode. So first off congrats in the keelhaul discord server drunken monkey and p51 have both hit pirate legend this week thank you so much for being in the discord for joining with other crewmates in the discord and finally hitting that pirate legend and and making it to the to the pirate legend tavern it's such an awesome feeling to finally get there to finally get the last of the reputation that you need and to be able to talk to that mysterious stranger get your clothing get your tune open up that that stairwell for yourself it's such a good feeling i always i always remember just how good i felt in july uh of last year when i when i hit it and it's been so great to see so many different pirates come to the to the discord and uh and share their feelings and their thoughts and their stories in the discord i know that there's uh, a little bit of change that's come up so we've added some different channels as far as people who want to look for pirates for adventure and look for pirates for uh arena and you know we've been doing a lot in that that server it's been a a real home away from home for me and i i can't i i can't wait to see just some of the new pirates that come in and once they hit pirate legends it's such an awesome feeling one of the other things that i did want to mention is uh the shroud broken song the song that's at the end of tall tales 9 that is now available to listen to through uh, Apple Music, through uh, YouTube, through Spotify, through just about any kind of uh, Google Music, you know, any kind of uh, streaming service that you normally listen to music. They finally released that. I, I really don't know why they're dragging their feet on just releasing the whole OST. They just need to come out with a full original soundtrack for this game please and just put this thing out there there will be us nerds that go and buy the entire album or keep streaming to the the service it's supplementary income at this point you're just making money for yourselves it's just put it on there for us please please just all of it i, I can't I, i'm please just <laughs> put it out there um Gosh, what else? Let's see. Oh, the uh, I have merchandise. I actually have merchandise now. I, I went uh, and I'm going through Teespring. I'll have a link in the show notes if you want to buy stuff. Everything that I picked that is available for purchase as far as I know ships internationally and uh, I am awaiting my first item to show up sometime in mid-July if I don't like it I can return it and uh, the same return policy uh, applies to you as well for any items that you purchase um, it's two variants there's a black and a white variant that will let you uh, or a black shirt and a white shirt and, and different accessories and stuff and it's the Keelhaul logo I'm going to be working on some different. Different ones I think so that we can get some uh, different types of shirts up there some different color uh, kind of how the Reapers mark has multiple colors and stuff I'm gonna do some different gradients and some different color uh, combinations. see if I can put some variety up there so that you guys can uh, pick and choose and see what you like but uh, I'm, I'm happy I'm excited I can't wait to uh, to get a coffee mug and a phone case and a shirt and I don't know I might I might buy some other stuff too uh, just so that I can walk around and have it for uh, for cons and uh, speaking of cons, Guardian Con is happening this week, and this week they're having their next Invitational, the Battle for uh, Orlando, and it's uh, it's going to be in support with um, I believe it's Goliathon, and they're they're doing proceeds I think for uh, St Jude. They've been doing a lot of work for St Jude. On that, and the participants of this uh, battle for Orlando, the Invitational, where they go fight in the arena, just like what they did in LA for uh, E3, the winners of the crew that goes there um, are going to be getting a gold plated Xbox, which it's just so cool it's it's really awesome i know a lot of people are looking forward to heading out there uh i know what was it captain captain balzonia is going to be heading out there as well so he's he's already poking fun at me that he's going to go hug john uh that i i won't be able to hug john for a while um and yeah it's uh it's it's God, it's so cool to see that the, the the arena invitationals becoming a thing. Like people are going out and they're they're enjoying it and it's getting watched. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing just how how much further this can actually go. Can we make arena something that is uh, on on the the docket for cons that that people can enjoy and we can start seeing good prizes and and some spotlighting for uh, crews and whatnot. You know something that that doesn't isn't necessarily approach. Like all the different um, uh, uh, streamers and whatnot, maybe some some crews that are put together that don't necessarily stream but are just really good arena players, and see if they can get in there. Maybe we can have like some trials or some uh, uh, some brackets and stuff, and see who who works their way up um, with their their crew to earn entry into an invitational, as opposed to just having straight streamers. I kind of like that idea. And uh, gosh, is there anything else? There was a there was a really cool post about. A gentleman in uh, in the UK who makes uh, his own kind of um his own clothing his, his old old clothing he doesn't wear anything modern and everything he looks uh, everything that he that he actually makes looks like it's from i think it's the 16th century uh it's all kind of like pride and prejudice looks really victorian style beautiful stuff it's amazing that he even makes that and i posted the question to uh shelly and to to mike chapman about when we were going to be getting some more clothing like that and uh Mike, Mike didn't say specifically when, but uh, he definitely confirmed it was on the on on the table that they wanted to uh, to get some stuff out there kind of like that soon. Soon, you know, soon TM. And I think that's about it. Oh, there's one more thing I wanted to cover. almost forgot about the Q&A that was done in the forums for the arena. On Wednesday, uh, the Q&A team hosted a, a, uh, a, an arena questionnaire. They basically went through and anyone could submit a question. Um, news.net posted a really good summary of the, the questions that got responses and i'm going to hit on some of the ones that i think are going to be really interesting because i think that they'll really impact whether or not you will uh come to arena and and jump into the arena so um they asked uh when they'll be able to bring uh sloops and brigs into the arena they said that they're actually testing this on the insider build for experimentation right now so if you did want to try that out i guess that's in the insider build um not that i could talk about it if i knew Uh, Crossplay, the opt-out, hasn't really had much attention. They said that they were testing it in May and that they were hoping to get it out in June. It is now July and we haven't heard anything about it. And they're still they're still working on developing the input split for matchmaking, and I think this kind of ties into another question that they did, where they talked about finding a um, better way to get evenly matched pirates for uh, matchmaking. That's something that they that they want to improve on. They want to make sure that the people that you're fighting are of the same skill. But unfortunately, when you have things like open crew, you could get just about any varying skill. And that could really throw off the, the balance of who's good, who's bad, who's inexperienced, who's experienced, things like that. So dealing with matchmaking, I think, is just as high a priority in the arena as uh, opt-out. I think opting out is still something that is going to really make uh, console players a lot happier until maybe they realize that it, they, they're they still getting owned or they're not. It, it depends. Um There's going to be some notifications on the screen when someone leaves or joins your crew in Adventure uh, and in Arena. And that's something that is coming to, to the game later on. Um, They're looking to have ways to, to try and make sure that you can either choose to fight the pirates that you, uh, that you, that you did in the last match versus uh, joining in, or, or fighting new pirates. Um, as it stands, I think that the way that the matchmaking works is that it completely refreshes the entire arena lobby uh, after each match. Um, There were some interesting questions about how come the the tavern uh, for the arena isn't available in adventure mode. And they said that this is basically coming down to them not being able to get it in for technical reasons. Uh, The more stuff that's in adventure, the harder it is to add different stuff. And I think that there's a lot more coming that they want to put in. And that all requires resources and once you max out on those resources you have trouble running the game and they have to balance this for some pretty low specs out there right now so until they get to a point where they can kind of shore up the bottom of the 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 power line that that they need to uh, well the power I can't think of a good way to explain it but basically once they get the lower specs raised up a little bit with the with future generations of technology and people kind of upgrade their systems maybe to the next xbox scarlet or uh just with the new graphics cards then maybe we can kind of look at things as far as like adding the interior to the tavern or maybe putting more ships on a server instead of just the current six uh because right now the ships are the the biggest resource hog that they have and because we only have six, it still kind of makes the, the world feel a little vacant at times, where, um, for example, like the other night, I was sailing around doing tall tales, and I saw tons of ships everywhere. And then after a while, I didn't see any for, for a long time. And then I found out that a lot of them were over in the Roar, and because the world is so much bigger now, and it, there there could be, you know, there could be six ships, but they could all be sloops. They could all be doing on their own thing everywhere else, and it's hard to see them. So, I'm I'm hoping that at some point we'll start seeing some more stuff in the game. As always, I know Rare is constantly trying to to eke out more, uh, more stuff in the game. And one of those interesting things that I thought came to the game. Uh, deals with the the shopkeeps um, we have an interesting new banner at the uh, the top of the merchants or the uh, the order of souls so something that i noticed in game and it was brought to my attention is that there's a new flag and the new flag has these little round guys with a little skull in the middle and there's three of them and uh, it looks pretty much like a new shop and I'm or not a new shop necessarily but uh, a new part of the building opening up where the potion vendors used to be and i'm starting to wonder like what could this be could this be part of the uh the a new a new kind of reputation that's coming maybe with the sea dogs or um maybe with uh the hunter's call probably not the hunter's call because they don't want to actually be on the actual outposts uh or could this be for like checking out um microtransactions like could this be where you go to to purchase your like a a pet shop kind of thing you know like a little i don't i don't know Pet Shop thing but um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, is this where the the microtransactions are gonna live? Are they gonna are they gonna put something in those shops? Because currently they're they're not. There's nothing in them. I mean, there's a few that you can get on top of and see inside from like cr- cracks in the in the ceiling or the windows and stuff. But uh, there's there's not actually anything in them per se. But the banner has uh, has 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 some interesting suggestions out there uh, about what that could be. So maybe maybe pets are further along than. Than, uh, than I was thinking, because uh, originally I I just assumed that we were, weren't going to see them for a while, because they've been focusing on Tall Tales and getting balance and stuff done with that, plus getting Arena underway with uh, the Invitational and whatnot, and um, with the with the change in game, uh, it, it'll it'll be kind of cool to see if we can actually start spending some uh, some real money in Sea of Thieves. Get some get some pets. I want some pets. We know parrots are coming. What else i'm assuming a monkey i I feel like that's like the the jack sparrow barbosa thing to to get right that's kind of kind of needs to be a monkey but uh i still want my cat still want my cat gotta happen please rare I, w- I want to have a cat <laughs> please there are a couple other things that i do want to talk about uh regarding n13 some some discoveries that were made by captain falcor uh, i'm gonna leave that up to him it's his reveal since he's the one that actually uh discovered it and we were gonna have a conversation this week about it but uh we didn't get a chance to and hopefully we will either uh this coming week or the week after but Regardless, um, he said that he'd be working on a video for that. I will probably be uh, retweeting it and posting it, and then we can dive into it. Hopefully, either later this week or next week, um, we can talk about some of the findings and speculate on what could be coming down the line for adventure. And oh, I think that's going to do it. I think it's time for the rest of that interview. You guys have uh, listened to the first and the second part all of last week, and and now for the, uh, the conclusion of the two hours and 40-minute interview that I had with Aaron Pickeru-Nielsen. Last time on
1: keelhauled. I mean, part of me wor- worries a little bit that we didn't get a date. They
0: needed to push back Luigi's Mansion. I think they would have told us. If, um,
1: sustainable working and, and, you know, like the, the anti-crunch mm-hmm. movement, which I think is like, that's like super important. And also like if gamers weren't so demanding <laughs> and if the market wasn't so demanding, mm-hmm. um, I don't think crunch would be as big a thing across the entire industry.
0: Having companies be more uh, transparent in their communication, giving giving the budget that they need to have good community development. Oh, there is sure. a very good reason why the GameCube controller has lasted since 2001 to 2019 in regards to Smash Brothers.
1: Uh, what do they call them? The Tomcats? The Radcats or something? I don't recall the name of the company. Madcats. cats. That's the one. Um, you would always get the official one, but you'd hand off the, the crappy ones to your friends of course what i did wrong there is i sold off the wave yeah. bird because i was using other controllers right yeah um to a friend of mine and i sold it for like 20 bucks he would always keep hanging it over me he's like remember that one time you sold me a wavebird for 20 bucks and now you can't buy them for any less than like 120 <laughs> or 200 bucks or something ridiculous
0: visit each other's town yeah. and then you steal each other's fruit chop down a couple trees and write a nasty letter to their friend
1: be like he was a gruff grizzly old mole yeah that was angry at you at all points
0: we really should have games that don't cause us anxiety Cadence of Hyrule it's it's
1: yeah which is absolutely like mind-blowing right that that's where we're at now where Nintendo's trusting in that brand yeah to a to a small development studio my career inside the games industry is only just beginning but um I'm excited to be a part of it where it is right now and I think there's going to be a lot of really really good stuff to come out of the next few years as well
0: and now the rest of the story. Was there anything from anything else from the Nintendo uh, pre, uh, press conference or direct that that you wanted to touch on?
1: Um, the only thing I, w- I would want to say quickly is that I was a little upset we didn't hear anything on Pikmin. Um, there was no there was no talk of any new titles or anything because like there has been. It's it's becoming a very long-running joke right now that like Pikmin, there is a, apparently a game that exists, but I'm starting to wonder if maybe that game was the 3DS um, kind of offshoot and there's nothing else after that. But yeah, I was kind of hoping for a Pikmin 4 mm. talk, even if it was just an announce. Um, didn't have to be heaps because that is a another IP that I love yeah. dearly. We're, um and i'd like to see that represented again on switch um and see what a switch variation of that franchise means
0: yeah how about um mario odyssey or mario kart uh was there were is the 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 mario maker kind of enough to satiate you on on the mario franchise right now
1: yeah i think it's it's interesting cuz like i appreciate mario as a franchise, like the series of Mario games, Mm -hmm. I appreciate them, but they're not really the system sellers for me. So like, it's not, I don't normally go, I'm going to buy the Nintendo thing because there's this Mario game coming Mm -hmm. out or I know that sounds weird because like I love Nintendo, but often enough, the reason I've bought a console is because of another game in their IP history, right? Like beta, Metroid, beta, beta Pikmin, beta, whatever it might be. I was like, I typically am drawn towards those games so like having not having those games in show doesn't really affect me like when those games are announced I'm often like cool but it's not something I yeah. anticipate that's um, that's
0: funny because that's actually how I am too like I was happy that Mario Odyssey was coming but I was ecstatic when I heard that a new Zelda game was being made and that it was coming to the, exactly. to the system a year right. later
1: like Mario is popular, but he's not the reason I'm here. He's not the reason. Yeah. Like, and again, like I can play, I can play a Mario game, and again, as a designing, like a budding young designer, I kind of look at these games and go, like, what have they done to make this good design? Like, what is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, there's always things I can learn from those games, but again, they're not games that I go to. They're not games that I'm looking for. So, I've only not long been playing Mario Kart 8 on Switch. Um I don't... Oh, is it 8? Yeah. What are we up to? 8, yeah, it eight, is eight. Deluxe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so, you know, not long been playing that. So, honestly, they there could be, like, another two or three years go by without a Mario Kart and I would be fine. I'd be content. Like, I don't need that franchise again. Yeah. Um, And the as far as, like, say, uh, another... Odyssey something or other or another Mario game mm. like I've not long played Odyssey so um, mm. you know I, I kind of wanted to see more DLC support for Odyssey like in the in the form of like new planets new new,
0: worlds new things too, to look at yeah
1: um, the I guess like that would have been nice uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be a whole sequel to to that but um, not having that again doesn't necessarily upset me so and the mario maker thing i'm I'm excited for um I'll, I'll probably pick it up and dabble but i don't see myself spending a lot of time being the like even though it'd be fun to kind of create the levels and test them things out in a in a being a designer mm-hmm. aspect of things um i don't see myself doing that a lot to be honest like it um i think i'd i'd be kind of the person to download other people's creations yeah. and play theirs um it's and that's purely just based on a time thing like i'm not gonna um i, I don't think i'll have the time to dedicate to that space to just keep designing levels and uh, you know so i mean maybe i'll pick that up and i'll start tinkering with it and i'll be like actually i can whip these things out in a you know in a quick enough time that i would actually have a bit of fun with it but yeah it's again not something i'm hyped for it's it's just gonna happen and i'll be like yeah i'll pick it up when it's here.
0: Okay. So a uh, quick question. If you could get either Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 or Sea of Thieves on the Switch by 2020 holiday, <sighs> which would you oh rather God. have?
1: I mean, I think, um, whew, that's, that is a very loaded question. Okay. <laughs> so I think personally having, Sea of Thieves on the Switch would probably be the, the better of the two, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, and obviously that's not to say this is happening. That's not an announcement in any sense. It's, like, obviously that... that it's
0: my fever is, dream.
1: But, but, it, yeah, is, right? it is like, purely like it, it's my fever dream
0: that I will constantly push yeah. until someone makes it happen. Phil Spencer, if you're listening People. to this...
1: <laughs> please make it happen. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I think selfishly i would like that because it means i can continue to play sea of thieves on a console i'm spending a lot of time with like i play sea of thieves a lot um love that game yeah um but it means it, it, it like and i love my xbox like i love all my consoles i don't really have like a like a disdain or any kind of like dislike for anything i all games are great so yeah but if it means i don't have to like set the the xbox up or if i'm already playing switch and i can kind of sw- like change between the games right yeah and see if thieves is there on that console then yep i'll take it 100 hands down um i'm, I'm of... i've got breath i've got i've got breath of the wild already <laughs> so right like i'm not <laughs> it's like if it, if that was the option oh you have this or this i would say give me the sea of thieves because that doesn't exist right like i don't yeah that doesn't happen so,
0: so yeah. I, I asked that question because there's there's two routes that i thought it could go um one it would probably it would probably either go to zelda, zelda breath of the wild two because uh, uh of the continuation of that the idea of what that could be um and because you already have sea of thieves for xbox and that you don't necessarily need it on the go um And then, of course, what I want, which is that I I want Sea of Thieves to to end up on the Switch because there are so many of my friends that only play on the Switch nowadays or or don't own an Xbox that would probably have a good time if they if they genuinely sat down and spent some time getting getting into the game and seeing what's feasible that yeah, having that game available through the Game Pass on the Switch is something that I think would just be a a, a complete win for Rare and for Microsoft as a result, and I think for Nintendo as well too, because it would add value to the system um, in the form mm. of having a, mm. another good open world game. So,
1: yeah, then it's like there's no there's no real negative to that, right? No, like that that outcome there's no real negative there. But I guess as well though. It- sense of like in or in the vein of portable sea of thieves, like that is going to essentially become reality with the use of like Xcloud and yep you know, those sort of systems that Microsoft are playing at the moment. So like or setting up at the moment. So <laughs> it'll so be amazing. you know yeah it'd be really cool to essentially have see thieves on the go via mobile product like a, a, you know whatever maybe a phone or a tablet or whatever right so yeah um
0: i'm looking forward to that uh, <laughs> i'm r- yeah
1: it is it is going to be it is going to be very cool so yeah like we we are getting it in a way but i guess selfishly yeah i would be like if it was on the switch though like, that's just cool man like the and it kind of sh- it shows again the further partnership that Nintendo and Microsoft are holding at the moment. like there's a lot of cross clock uh, crossovers happening, um have they? Well a, they? well, well, a one-sided crossover, mm-hmm. I would say, like a lot of Xbox coming to switch, right yeah. like um, yeah, I guess it's not happening the other way yet, but that's um that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's a that's a whole new conversation we could have
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's something that I think would be really interesting to see um if you i don't even see that's the thing is i don't know what nintendo could offer microsoft that would that would actually work that way because in my mind game pass is such a great service that it only makes sense to try and bring that to as many devices as possible and like you said i think i think x cloud is going to be Awesome, And when it does come out, I will seriously consider carrying around uh, my Sea of Thieves controller in my backpack um, so that I can pull out my phone, set it up and hop on for for a little bit on Sea of Thieves just to, to try and make some extra coin during lunch or something like that is seriously crossed my yeah. mind so many times. But uh, I, I don't know what my I don't know what it would be like. What would fans of Nintendo feel yeah
1: like what it is yeah what it is that you could essentially offer back the other way yeah Yeah, it's um it is interesting
0: for sure i think what nintendo needs to do is continue taking advantage of microsoft's goodwill and learn how microsoft is able to have backwards compatibility for their entire generations of consoles and then offer Mm -hmm. that for the switch so that we can play any of the games from prior consoles the way they used to have virtual console the fact that they got rid of console, virtual console is a travesty in my mind because i was so looking forward to oh. having wind waker hd on my switch and
1: mm. i mean the, like when uh, i guess a quick note to that that point it's like because of un- the unfortunate nature of the Wii U, right? Like that console yeah. didn't sell well. It was considered uh, like a lot of people are considering that essentially a failure or a flop. Um and I wouldn't necessarily disagree there, but I guess the games that that console received were so good and it's criminal on how many eyes didn't get to see that. Mm-hmm. Like like so many people are missing out on some great titles there. So I would just on that console alone i am 100 percent down for them doing deluxe versions re like you know porting these things from the wii u to the switch because that needs to happen like people there is such a vast community of people playing switch now that these people can experience those amazing games that came to a console that unfortunately didn't do so well so yeah i want i want pikmin 3 on switch i want like give me the wonderful 101. I want all of those mm-hmm. those kind of games they they need to come across and that's just for the Wii U, but it, a bigger argument could be had for like the wealth of games that they have sitting on like under their belt. Oh, that they yeah. could essentially yeah. bring across the amount of the sheer amount of money that they could get. Like Nintendo have the potential to create a Game Pass too, right? Like yeah. they have the potential to create their own subscription-based thing purely for V uh Virtual console stuff.
0: Yeah. Right. Like they could totally do it. The Nintendo Switch Online is poised to do that and they're dragging their feet with these these unknown nes titles that keep coming every month that everyone's just like okay maybe i'll get a good one of the three and an sp version Mm -hmm. of something i've already got like they have the potential to really wow us with offering the stuff that they hold so dearly they they keep these games so locked up in their vault that they could make so much money off of again and again and again they've proven it it, time and time again with the virtual console that people are willing to buy these games over and over and over again, and then yeah. not putting these available on a game pass. Like they're wondering why they're not making money with their, with their Nintendo switch online server. And it's, it's, it's because they're not facilitating the needs of 2019 by giving us party chat, yeah. by giving us backwards compatibility with cross saves in, in uh, mm-hmm. true online backup and offline backup as well. There's, so many things that this company, as much as I love them, are failing. That I think having a relationship with Microsoft could truly improve Nintendo uh, as as a as a, yep. a as a leading console in a in a world where everyone is is counting the SSD uh, cache. Uh, uh, and, and the amount the, of the gigaflops on, on their graphics card and how much RAM is available for virtual memory and stuff. It's like there's so much emphasis on power and driving you know native 4k at 60 frames with ray tracing that people are looking at the switch and being like it'd be great if there was a more powerful version and i'm like i'm fine with the power that it has i'm fine with keeping the switch and not making a a a new version or a mini just give me some of the things that are kind of bare bare bones necessity to be able to play with other people online stop pretending like there aren't people online wanting to play with each other
1: Mm. and i think as well like um to close off that uh, that discussion essentially it's like the the virtual console argument right like it's it's a huge thing for game preservation like that <sighs> yes. is just not it's purely not even like if you if you look at it in in a money thing like yes there's a lot of money that could be made um yes we're going to get to play games that are you know from an age before but it's like it's the games preservation thing that i get so excited about it's like allowing people to um go back to a time like you, some of these games just don't exist or you can't get them anymore right so mm-hmm. why not bring them back into a modern age and like there has to be a better way to do this like there has to be a better way to kind of show off a, and especially for nintendo who has such a, a wide range of different titles and different generations of games like yeah. they, they they're they in the prime position to be something that helps the preservation move forward
0: yeah for sure it's it's true especially when you have companies like square enix that are like we would love to release this game but we don't know where the source code is for it it's like awesome well we've ripped the rom help us port the rom to different engines and we'll try and keep this game alive instead of you got yep. you guys just not releasing it ever because you can't edit the source code um exactly it's Exactly. Yeah, it, it's such an interesting time right now. There's so many, so many good conversations happening, and it, it's it's fascinating to see just where companies are going to be going in the next, you know, ten years of what's going to be happening. We're just starting to see virtuality uh, or virtual reality headsets get cordless, and that's a whole realm mm-hmm. that I, I can't wait to yeah. find out like what that world is like. Like I can't wait for ready player that's it. one.
1: Uh, oh dude. It's like, um, it's one of those things though. And I oh, man. we, we, we literally could be here all day, um, <laughs> but with like with the VR stuff, um, it's a very interesting space that I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing grow. But for myself personally, like there's still some trappings with VR that I'm just like, the biggest one of them being motion sickness like i cannot play vr yeah um for a long period of time and by long periods i mean more than 20 minutes yep if i'm playing for longer than that i start to feel really off so and until those sort of things can get fixed like i, I yeah i don't know if that's going to be something for me and i know that there's probably a, a a wide amount of people that have similar reactions to that type of gaming so I mean, yeah, having cordless headsets is great. Having that technology be lighter and cheaper and all that sort of stuff is awesome, but they also need to fundamentally work out like how to get more people to be able to play it without them being hindered by um, just a sickness, like a, a motion blur sickness. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: yeah I, th- I think a lot of that uh, comes down to um, what I think is the proper terminology for it, but sensory deprivation where you can't, you don't feel like you're actually in the space that's being presented in front of you, I think is, is kind of what I'm trying to get across here. And I think yep. I think things like feedback suits are something that can help with that feeling resistance on when you move, when you're in an environment like water where it's going to be harder to move physically can help with that or feeling, you know, like um, impacts or, or something that kind of tells your body something that coincides with what you're seeing will help kind of bridge that gap of what's happening to you mentally versus what's happening to you physically and kind of help with that um but i definitely think that as technology gets better the the latency and the the refresh rate all that just will help kind of present it and the, the biggest victims in this, unfortunately, are always going to be women because um, as I've read in some of the studies with VR, like they are just far more susceptible to motion sickness with VR than men are. And that's a lot of the gating that happened with uh, when they were testing out, especially like the Oculus Rift. They spent a lot of time testing that with women uh, to make sure that they weren't getting motion sickness because if they didn't then there was a higher chance of success for men to not get motion sick and i think
1: yeah that's fair that's an interesting So yeah hadn't heard that before so yeah right. really
0: really crazy stuff and, yeah. yeah and uh
1: i can imagine and i guess like um i guess that's what you exactly what you're saying there the depth um the sensory just deprivation it's like um for me anytime i'm playing a vr game the ones the the games that are the worst are the ones that require movement of the head or the camera. Mm-hmm. So like if I've, if I'm sitting in a stationary place, like playing job simulator and I'm picking things up and interacting with a small space around me, I could play that for, you know, a lot longer and it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But, um, as soon as you are playing a platformer and you've got to move the camera from point A to point B, but you're physically sitting in one place. Yeah. um, that motion of moving forward and me knowing that I'm physically sitting down somewhere or standing somewhere without moving. That's where I start to go.
0: Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But, um, it's a, yeah, a whole, whole nother thing, but man, this has been fun, dude. Like, yeah, thanks for, thanks for inviting me in on this, by the way. This is,
0: Um, yeah, this is definitely, it's, it's something that I've wanted to do for a while. And there's, there's so many amazing people, not only within the company, but just in the community. And you, you've, bridge that gap and that was something that i thought was uh worth sitting down to talk about and the fact that we we made it this is running on two hours and 45 minutes now that we're, we've, <laughs> we've managed to, to chew through uh, a, lot of, a yeah. lot of ground. So I'm probably going to cut this up into multiple segments, and I'm kind of mentally debating on if I want to release it uh, little by little throughout the week to give something for people to, to listen to uh, or if I want to spread it out over the course of a few weeks. Um, so,
1: and I'll, I'll leave that entirely up to your very <laughs> capable hands. I look forward to hearing it myself again. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it, I, like at the time just flew by, I looked at the clock and I'm like, Oh, I should probably get some lunch. It's uh, getting close <laughs> to that. So, um, yeah, man, this has been lots of fun. Thanks for having me. And I like, uh, apologies if I didn't really like tap on certain topics too deeply. Like, no, no, um, Whatever I, know, I can with. kind of, I can kind of ramble, can kind of talk a bit long. So, nope. um, It's one of those things like, well, actually just, just as a, uh, a sneak peek, I am actually looking at, um, uh, writing up a forum blog, like a forum post, Mm -hmm. um, about my time at rare. So I know in this podcast, we haven't really uh, tapped on like the time I've actually been in rare. Um, it's kind of been talking about like how I got to be where I am. Yeah. Uh, I guess you can look forward to that and everyone listening. Um, I, I don't know when I'll actually have this live, but, I'm hoping to write something up soon and just kind of touch on touch on my time at Rare and and just kind of some of the tasks that I've been set to do and just kind of deep dive and do a bit of a kind of post mortem, I suppose. We
0: didn't on what's happening. Yeah, so. we didn't even get to really talk about the journal, uh, the journals with the tall tales at all.
1: No. Yeah. Exactly. So that's right. Like, um, yeah, I mean, this podcast, I suppose, is a good good catch up on where I am today and how I got here. But I think if you if you want keep an eye out for that on the forums. Um, we will have uh, like, I'll have something written up and post it there. And hopefully that gives a little bit more insight into some of the things I've been tasked with doing at rare. Yeah. Um, some of the fun I've been having. So. And, and
0: definitely let me know yeah. too. Cause uh, as, as soon as it goes up, I'll, I'll make sure to get the link and uh, and talk about it in, in the, the podcast that's uh, after it's up so that people coincided with yep, yeah, that way people sure. can kind of follow up with it
1: no worries at all. Well, yeah, no, uh, again, thanks. Uh, thanks Cap Logan for having me through, man. This is, this has been good fun. It's been a while since I've been on a podcast. I used to host my own. And so it's been fun to, to dive back into this. Oh,
0: awesome. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Good. So for everyone that wants to be able to follow um, everything that you're doing online, uh, where can people find you?
1: Yeah. Uh, so my Twitter handle is kind of like where I put because I'm quite new to Twitter, like I've only been using it for the last year or two, um, properly, mm-hmm. I think. But if you want to find me there, um, it's the Aaron Lee, so that's L E I G H, um, for Lee. And, uh, or you can search up Pickeroon, and that should find me as well. Um, that's P I K A A R O O N. And, um, and yeah, so like follow me there. Um, I'm also on the forums under the same name, Pickeroon. Um, you'll be able to see bits and pieces there and yeah, just keep, keep up to date with the stuff. But I guess like definitely Twitter, Twitter's the the go-to if you want to have a chat with me, um, get, get to know me, whatever.
0: That's where I'm at. Excellent. And we're gonna end it here, folks. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, if you've if you've made it through all the little episodes that I'll probably chop this up into, congratulations. Uh, I will give you a big thumbs up that you won't see, but can definitely know I'm doing. And with that, we're gonna say goodbye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening this week and I will be back next week. So, make sure you tune in every week. You can always subscribe at all of the different iTunes and Google Plays and Spotify's and all, all that good stuff. Uh, Pirates, uh, thank you. If you want to get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do it. You can always reach me at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N on Twitter. You can always email me at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail dot and if you want to talk to me through Xbox, you can always hit up my gamertag. It is C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N, Captain Logan, everywhere that you can find me. And don't forget, I do have that merchandise. If you want it, it's definitely available. Go into the show notes and click that link. Also, all the links for videos and uh, news, things like that. I put all the references in the show notes as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Pirates! Thank you, I love you, and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves!